a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings. I'm your host, Araceli, and this is my co-host, Armando. Hi, guys. I'm Armando, and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings. We are back, and we are back with the Extreme Rules review. Let's get started with the very first match of the night, which was the New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura. For the past couple of weeks, it seems that Cesaro and Nakamura had been having the New Day's number, so we'll see what happens in today's match. Yes, and I was very, very impressed. Obviously, Cesaro is one of the greatest competitors WWE has had in the recent years. Same thing with Nakamura, and I feel like when you put Nakamura with somebody like Cesaro, there's a lot he can execute, there's a lot that he can do, and he definitely proved that throughout this match. And we could say that Cesaro is a tag team specialist. Why? Because we kind of doubted this team again with Nakamura, and we also did the same thing with Sheamus. But no, he seems to be getting along with any tag team that you put him with, so... We could call Cesaro a tag team specialist. Yes, we definitely can. And Nakamura and Cesaro work. And it works really, really well together. And I think we have to thank Zami Zayn for that. I think he played a really huge role in making this team what it is today. And because of that, they were able to take the New Day to the next level. Not only that, but smart strategy by Cesaro and Nakamura. What did they do during certain points of the match? They decided to go two-on-one at moments. And they took advantage of that and because of that they were able to get the victory and be the new smackdown tag team title by putting the new day through a table and i feel like what they did throughout this entire match was isolate kofi kingston they tried to keep biggie as far away as they potentially could why because they know he's a powerhouse they know he was the game changer of the entire match and that's exactly what they did they focused on taking out biggie and they focused on making sure kofi was isolated and didn't have the help of Biggie. Yeah, very, very smart strategy by Cesaro and Nakamura. Definitely, that was a game changer and it was successful for them. So, I want to see more of Cesaro and Nakamura. I think they have the potential to be a great tag team. This is only the beginning for them and so far, I like what I've seen from them. Yes, and now they're the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Very, very interesting. I don't really see a team right now taking the championships from Cesaro and Nakamura. Maybe down the line, but right now I think the division is theirs and I feel like they have that possibility, that open room to do whatever they want with those tag team titles. Yeah, definitely. They could dominate, dominate and take full control of the division like you said. Alright, let's move on to the second match of the night, which was Nikki Cross, obviously accompanied by Alexa Bliss versus Bailey, of course, who comes accompanied by Sasha Banks. And this is for the SmackDown women's championship nikki cross super excited um super pumped why because she gets her first title opportunity for the smackdown women's championship and not only that she came in super motivated and she wanted to get the win she was hungry yes she went in very very confident and i feel like she had the support of alexa bliss there and that made her even more confident but i feel like she's been studying bailey the last couple of weeks and the last couple of months and she's seen what she's capable of, especially when she has somebody like Sasha Banks by her side. Yeah, and not only that, but Nikki Cross tried to finish the match early, why? Because she knew that if she finished the match early, there was the advantage of Sasha Banks getting involved into the match. Yes, so she went in with the strategy. She knew, you know what, I have to end this as quickly as I can. And that's exactly what she tried to do. But unfortunately for her, Bailey knew that the longest she kept this match going, the biggest advantage it was for her, like Armando said. And that's exactly what Bailey ended up doing. Nikki, on the other hand, was like, you know what? I have to really capitalize on every single opportunity. And I felt like she dominated the majority of the match. 
Bailey, I feel, walked into this match super confident. Why? Because she has Sasha in her corner. But not only that, we've seen a different Bailey these past couple of months. She is willing to do whatever it takes to get that win. And she has proven it week after week after week. And what did she do? She did the exact same thing tonight. And she is capable of outsmarting each and every single competitor that she steps in the ring with. She has done her homework not only with the Raw division, but with the SmackDown division in general. And in this occasion, Sasha Banks saved Bayley's title reign. And I really do believe that she did because I feel like if this match would have gone any longer and there would have been no Sasha Banks, we would have crowned a new women's champion. Yeah, definitely. Nikki Cross took Bayley to her limit to a limit that she hasn't gone there before and yeah Sasha Banks with the assist very very important for the win yes basically here's how she got Bailey to win she gave Bailey the boss time ring and she gave it to her and she said here you go use it it was very very slick you would have never known she had it the ref was obviously distracted she used it on Nikki Cross and that's exactly how she was able to get the win ultimate opportunist if you ask me and that's what makes Sasha Banks and Bayley super dangerous, whether it's singles competition or whether it's in a tag team division. They're just one when they're on the same page. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the very next match of the night, which wasn't really a match. It was MVP and Bobby Lashley, and they basically come out, and MVP is supposed to have a match against Apollo Crews, but we end up finding out that Apollo Crews is not medically cleared to compete, therefore... MVP takes the win by forfeit and he crowns himself the new United States champion. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys want to view it that way, but I don't think he won it fair and square. Um, I think he needs to beat Apollo Crews in the ring for the title. But again, MVP doing what he does best, you know, what's best for his brand and claiming that he is the United States champion. Exactly. It's going to be interesting to see where this goes. At some point, I want to see Bobby Lashley versus MVP, potentially maybe for the United States Championship. I think that would be a great feud. But also, the new look of the United States Championship, I, get, I think is going to be a lot more important going forward into this feud. One thing that I kind of want to throw out ever since Bobby Lashley partnered with MVP, yeah, Bobby Lashley has gone to a new level. You know, and, and probably this is the Bobby Lashley we want to see. But he really hasn't had any gold around his waist. And MVP's already, quote-unquote, the United States champion. So I think there might be some sort of, like, jealousy there down the road. Who knows? They might even face each other for the U.S. title down the road. Who knows? Yeah, I 100% agree. I think at some point Bobby Lashley's going to want that spotlight. He's going to want that gold. And I feel like right now he doesn't see it that way because he's like, you know what? I am the power house i'm the dominant powerhouse in this in this duo and he doesn't see that mvp is using him to his advantage and he already got what he wanted the united states championship because he has bobby lashley by his side but i gotta give it up to mvp he's doing a great job with bobby lashley and not only that but he's also brainwashing him like we said so we'll see how that ends up playing one of the most personal matches in the last couple of months Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in an eye for an eye match. Now, let's go back to a few months ago or a few weeks ago. Here's why this is going to be an eye for an eye match. Seth Rollins took Rey Mysterio. He pretty much put his eye 
and pressed on it while he was at the corner of the steel steps. Now, obviously, that caused some damage to the eyes of Rey Mysterio. And Dominic was like, you know what, Seth? An eye for an eye. And eventually, Rey Mysterio won a match to be able to pick the stipulation. And this is the stipulation that he went to, that he went for, an eye for an eye. So basically, the way you win is you have to pretty much take the eye out of your opponent. Yeah, it's definitely one of the most brutal matches we've seen in WWE history. Yeah, it was a great match, but the ending of the match, I mean, it even has Seth Rollins puking to the point where he was so disgusted of how the eye looked. The match was great. I think it was very, very personal. The fact that it was personal, I think, added a lot more to the match. It added some sort of spark to it. Rey Mysterio came in and he was prepared. He was ready. He was fired up. He wanted retribution for what Seth Rollins had put him and his entire family through. And that's what he was trying to do in this entire match. Unfortunately, he came out short, though. I don't know what it is, but Mysterio, as time keeps going, he just keeps getting better and better and better. And what he proved in this match, I mean, to keep up with the pace that Seth Rollins puts in a match when... Seth Rollins gets going and Mysterio being able to do that. It's just amazing how he's able to keep up. And not only that, he was able to be victorious. I think, no, Seth was victorious. Sorry, Seth was victorious. I think the fact, I think the fact of the matter is he's that good. But I also feel like he tired out Seth Rollins at some point. Because yes, Seth has that energy. But I feel like Ray has been doing this for so long now. He adapts. And he's able to adjust his opponents, and that's exactly what he did with, with Seth Rollins. And I think he took Seth to a level that we haven't seen Seth go to in the last couple of months. I think he was trying to get Seth Rollins to be frustrated because he knows once Seth Rollins gets frustrated, that's when he starts losing his mind. He doesn't think of the strategy. He kind of just goes, and I think Mysterio got to that certain point, but Seth Rollins, like you said, came out on top. Yeah, so basically the way he did it is the exact same way he incapacitated Rey Mysterio the first time. He pretty much put him by the steel steps right by the corner and poked his eye out and eventually his eyeball his eyeball came out and that's how Seth Rollins was able to get the win. Him even seeing that made him puke, but he did got the win. It doesn't matter how he got it. He got the win. Yeah, surprisingly, also, there was no interference from either side, Mysterio's side or Seth Rollins as well. Yeah, super impressive. Both men gave one of the greatest matches we've seen in a really long time. And I think this one's definitely going to go down in history. Now, it's going to be interesting what happens with Mysterio and what happens with Seth Rollins moving forward. Okay, let's move on to one of the most anticipated matches. I think of this entire pay-per-view Asuka, obviously accompanied by Kyrie Zane, is defending the Raw Women's Championship against the boss, Sasha Banks, with Bailey by her side. Sasha Banks, hungry. She wants to get her hand on that Raw Women's Championship. And I feel like a lot of the desire from Sasha getting the championship is one, she's had it and she's only held it for maybe two weeks tops. Two, she sees that Bailey has it and how successful Bailey is, and she's been helping Bailey retain. She's been helping Bailey maintain her status as SmackDown Women's Champion, and I think Sasha wants that. She's like, you know what? I've helped Bailey. What if we just all had the gold? Now, keep in mind, Sasha's champion because she's the Raw Tag Team Champion, but I think she just wants 
that goal to to solidify who she is i think they both motivate each other and vice versa like you said she feels confident that bailey's also going to have her, her back in any of her matches and this was the example in this match as well it definitely was they have each other's back to the max we saw that in this match if there's a match that proves having your partner's back it's definitely this match however you have to give credit to oscar Oscar went into this match prepared. She was ready. She knew that by facing Sasha Banks, she was also going to be facing Bailey as well. Yeah, and not only that, but Sasha went in with the strategy. What was her strategy? Was to injure the arm of Oscar White because if she was able to injure the the arm, then Oscar couldn't do the Oscar lock on her. Yes, and Oscar also very strategic. She knew what she was up against. She also had Kyrie by her side, but I think she she was prepared. She was ready. She knew every move that Sasha Banks was going to execute. But I also feel like she gave Sasha a fight. She definitely gave her a run for the championship. At some point, we see Sasha Banks tap out, but the ref didn't see it because Bailey was distracting the referee to ensure that Sasha still continued in this match. And again, this is where this team works so well together and they know each other like the palm of their hand what happens bailey sees the opportunity she goes throws the title into the ring oscar gets distracted she accidentally throws the green mist into the ref's face and what does bailey do she comes out takes the ref's shirt off and she pretends she's the ref one two three sasha wins yeah now here here's the issue Yes, it wasn't an official that called this match. It wasn't an official that pretty much got the, got the pin or did the pin, right? But at the end of the day, the bell rang. The person that was in charge of ringing that bell still rang that bell. Bailey was wearing a referee shirt. She counted. There was a three count. There was a the bell rang. So I think. Sasha won the championship in a way, even though I see how it's unofficial. But I think Sasha should just keep the championship. I don't think she stole it. I agree with you. It was a smart move by them. And regardless or not, the match had to end some way, somehow. And the way it ended, yeah, it's controversy. And yeah, you're right. There was the bell ring and there was a three count. And as far as we know, that's all it takes to win a match. So, you know, let us know what you guys think. You know, is she deserving of the championship? You know, let us know your opinion. But also, if if they wanted to end it a different way, if they wanted an actual official to be a part of this match, don't you think the moment the green mist was pretty much thrown at, I believe his name is Eddie, Eddie's face, who is the referee, another official would have came down to call the match. There was no other official. Somebody had to give us an ending to this match and so bailey took matters into her own hands and bailey was like you know what there will be a finish one two three rang the bell the bell rang and they run away with the championship i think it's brilliant if you think seth rollins cashing in at wrestlemania his money in the bank was the heist of the century you're wrong this was the heist of the century it definitely was the heist of the century i think they stole it i think they pulled the fast one on not only Oscar, but on the entire WWE universe. Personally, I think it was brilliant. I think the way they did it was extremely creative. I think they, it shouldn't have been done any other way. And at the end of the day, a win is a win. And I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out tomorrow night on Monday night.
the Raw. But for now, Sasha Banks is the new Raw Women's Champion. She's two belts, Banks and Bailey Dostrap. So they have all the gold as of right now. Yeah, so let's see what happens. Them having all the gold in their hands. They pretty much run the entire women's division to tell you that. NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Sasha Banks and Bailey were absolutely smart. They took advantage of them being able to go to any single brand with those tag team titles. And this is what they ended up doing. All right, let's move on to Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Now, keep in mind, Dolph Ziggler got to pick the stipulation for this match. Brilliant. He never told anybody what the stipulation was going to be. He gets there and he's like, well, this is the stipulation. This match will be an Extreme Rules match. However, here's the twist. It will only be a no disqualification, Extreme Rules match. Basically, anything goes for Dolph Ziggler. If in any way, shape, or form, Drew McIntyre does anything to target Dolph Ziggler out of an ordinary match, he loses the WWE Championship. And I mean, Dolph Ziggler even went as far as saying that even if McIntyre got a count out, he was going to be victorious. So pretty much the advantage from the giggle was from Dolph Ziggler. And I got to give it up to Dolph Ziggler. That was a brilliant brilliant strip stipulation i definitely do agree with Sorry. you on that one however i feel like when you walk into a match as a champion you have the champion's advantage because you could only win by pinfall or submission anything else is up to your advantage however Dolph Ziggler knew that and he's like you know what I'm walking in with a disadvantage why don't I just give myself a head start and he gave himself a head start and trust me he used absolutely everything he had to take down Drew McIntyre. And this is where Dolph Ziggler is smart. He almost got Drew McIntyre. Why? Because Dolph Ziggler pulls out the table. He sets it up. And what does uh, McIntyre do? He was about to put him to the table when he realized, he kind of looked and realizes, and it's like, oh, if I put him to the table, I'll get disqualified and I lose. So what does he do? He suplexes him uh, into the floor. Yeah, Drew McIntyre was tempted. Super, super tempted, tempted to do it. He ended up not doing it, and but he was still able to retain the WWE Championship in on behalf of a Claymore kick. Now, obviously, you can never underestimate Claymore, and I think Dolph went in super confident. He got cocky. He was like, you know what? There's no way I'm going to lose this match. He has everything to lose, but he underestimated Drew McIntyre's biggest weapon, which is the Claymore kick. And not only that, but I think he underestimated on how fast Drew McIntyre can execute that Claymore kick. I mean, if you notice the quickness of just in short distance when he executes it, it's just, it comes out of nowhere. So very impressive by Drew McIntyre, even though all the odds were stuck against him, he has proved why he is a champion. Yes, 100%. All right, let's move on to the main event. This was the Swamp Fight, pretty much Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman. Very, very interesting, very unique, very different. I don't know how I feel about it just yet, uh, but it was basically another cinematic match. We got to see a couple of twists in here, one of those being Alexa Bliss. Now, personally, I don't think Alexa Bliss is Sister Abigail. I just think it was part of an illusion, an illusion to attract Braun Strowman distract them, therefore Wyatt could take advantage. We got to see 
a snake we got to see the rambling rabbit we got to see pretty much anybody that's part of the firely fun house and not only that but we also got to see the fiend which the fiend hadn't come out in a while yes i believe the last time we saw him was probably wrestlemania and we hadn't seen him since then basically he goes into the lake and he comes out and it's like if he was reincarnated we got to see the fiend and this is interesting now because of what happens with braun Strowman. Which Braun Strowman are we going to get? We saw him get brainwashed by Sister Abigail, quote-unquote, Alexa Bliss. Where do they go from here? Like, what is next in this type of match? And I was confused because we never got to see really in reality who won. So I think technically at this point, Braun Strowman is still the universal champion. I agree. I think he is the universal champion. But I think we're going to see a different Braun Strowman. I think we're going to see a Braun Strowman that's going to be more on the Bray Wyatt side. Why? Because keep in mind, The Fiend changes people, and we've seen it with everybody that he has faced. So I think Braun Strowman's going to go back to his old ways and who knows, maybe being that black sheep. Maybe. I can definitely see that happening. Maybe this is going to be a Bray Wyatt, a Wyatt family reunion. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I guess we got to wait and see how it plays out. I personally like the cinematic matches. I think there's a lot they can do. I think it's a lot of great storytelling, and that's exactly what this was. It was a brilliant storytelling from the beginning to the very end. It was a couple confusing in a couple of points, but I think the cinematic matches work. I think it gravitates towards the audience. Definitely, it's something new, and I'm sure it's something that we all want to see more of. All right, that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Become a part of the siblings today. But right before we go, we'd like to give a special shout out to who, Armando? To the Geek Valley Social Club podcast. If you guys don't know what it is, it's pretty much a podcast that talks about your their experiences about Comic-Con, what's going to come out next. If you haven't been to a Comic-Con, what do they recommend you to do? So when you get a chance, go ahead and listen to it. It's very good. Give them a follow, listen to them, and tell them that WWS sent you to Geek Valley Social Club Podcast. All right, that's all we have for you guys. For those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, Amanda, what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much. And see you